Hello, and welcome to Just Another History Podcast. I'm Calvin, and this is Nathan. Hello. Everyone knows about the attack at Pearl Harbor on December 8, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. But many do not know that the bomb that ended the war was dropped by a Utah-trained pilot. Utah was ideal to the U.S. government during World War II because of all the flat, open land, inland location, and good road system. Utah actually served an important role as a pilot pilot training site, which is a pretty cool and probably why we have Hill Air Force Base here in Utah. Utah was very negatively impacted by the Great Depression and the Dust Bowl. Thousands of Utahns had no jobs with unemployment rates as high as 35% in Utah during 1932. The New Deal helped get jobs for Utahns, but the country's entrance into World War II really got the economy back up and running. The country needed food for their soldiers, so farmers out of work could raise livestock or grow food and be exempt from military service. However, to be exempt from service, farmers had to have over 12,000 chickens. One man had over 30,000 chickens. So he didn't mind because Hitler was his worst enemy and the soldiers needed food. Another aspect of Utah during World War II was the Topaz relocation camp near Delta, Utah, where thousands of Japanese Americans were forced to live after the attack on Pearl Harbor. Interestingly enough, the Japanese Americans already living in Utah were not required to live at the camp. I guess they thought living in Utah was a punishment enough. Life at Topaz was depressing. Most of the inhabitants had no way to be sheltered from heat or cold because of the thin sheetrock walls provided no insulation. They made many clubs. One person said, we were clubbed to death in the camp sewing clubs, poetry clubs, writing clubs, artist clubs, and even an exercise club. Well, I hope they were not literally clubbed to death, because that would hurt a lot, and there would be no people left in the camp. Another important contribution Utah made to the war was the Navajo code talkers. The Japanese were intercepting radio messages and defeating attacks before they happened. The Navajo language was unlike any other, so it made a perfect code. Then they would assign names of animals to military vehicles like tanks, battleships, and transports, so not even other Navajo could understand the message without learning the code. The code talkers left Japanese baffled. Many messages were intercepted, but the Japanese had no way of translating the code. They did not even know it was a real language. In fact, one could say that the Navajo code was more secret than the German Enigma code. A code that a code so hard to break that the British could not f- quite figure it out after capturing one of the strange devices. Many Utahn resources were needed for the war. Utahn coal fueled steel plants for, with Utah steel, which were used for weapons, tanks, and warships. Food was also a necessity for the war, because without it, you won't have any soldiers. The need gave jobs back to farmers long out of work. Thousands of young men volunteered for service to do their country in Utah, putting to the rest of the old thought that they were disloyal to the country. Weapons developed by John Browning in Utah were used in World War II heavily. In fact, one man said, The decision of British officers to mount Browning weapons on their planes provided the turning point of the war. This has been Just Another History Podcast. Sources for this include the book, pages 254 to 257, and various articles on the Utah's History to Go website.